0: It's your time and you have earned it, you should own it. And I think that unlimited time doesn't exist. It's the only thing we have that is finite in a number of days.
1: The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yep, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions, whether that's where's my package, how do I return or exchange this item, or just to cancel a subscription. SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. You're now listening to FinTech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Be sure to subscribe to FinTech Confidential on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player by going to podcast.fintechconfidential.com and sign up for FinTech Confidential information at access.fintechconfidential.com. Rob, welcome to the show. So happy to have you on and to learn more about PTO Exchange.
0: Ted, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be on your program. feel like I've been here before.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've had a lot of fun getting this thing up and going. So I appreciate your patience and, and all the fun stuff. Technology is great when it works. So uh, we've got it working. So that's good, good news. So, Talking about PTO exchange and just myself, you know, I'm that typical American that over the years has left a lot. And I mean, a lot of my allotted PTO on the table each year. And even in some cases, I lost it because that was the company's policy. It was use it or lose it. This is really what has me excited about how you're putting the power of unused PTO back into the hands of the employees, which I think is a really, really cool initiative you've got going.
0: No, Ted, it, it's, it's actually great. In fact, uh, that experience that you went through is exactly how the idea was germinated uh, from my dinner table, where um, a few of us left Cisco and got a big check walking out the door from a crude PTO, and we were thinking, why couldn't we use this for something different? And, um, and that was the light bulb moment. Um, and then we just started to work on it and we realized that, you know, this accrued paid time off um, that is earned and their earned wages um, should be uh, actually self-directed. You should have the ability to self-direct it for good services and experiences. And that was kind of the conversation at the table that we started to have. Uh, and then we just looked at the how big the problem was and it it's funny when you start come up with an idea and then you start doing the research of, <laughs> is there a real problem here? And it starts to resonate with people like yourself that just went or went through an experience just like mine. And, um, and so that's how the company kind of got uh, started. Um, at least the idea anyhow.
1: So Rob, you've been a serial entrepreneur for, for well over 25 years. Can you talk about how that timeline and experience got you positioned to start PTO Exchange? I know it started at a kitchen table, but there's got to be a lot of things in the background that just really set you up for success with PTO Exchange.
0: Well, so this is my, it's my fourth company, uh, that I've started and it's my third software company, but, uh, usually what in, at least in the prior experiences, um, I I was coming at it from – I I wasn't in the industry, Ted. So in all the companies that I've started, I was never a part of the industry until I started the company. And uh, I have an accounting background, so I always view uh, everything in kind of this financial or balance sheet type of uh, lens. And Mm -hmm. so we – when I start these things, I, I really just look at it from would a company buy this? Uh, what's the value we're driving? And after this, you know, dinner we had, um, I started to just roughly do the numbers in my head of just how much money I made, and then how many people leave companies, and how much money is is being lost and or um, not utilized, and. I kept waking up at night, Ted. I kept waking up at night thinking, this is a really, really big problem. Um, and then we – and this is back in 2013 when we started the company. So it was a long time ago. Um, and it took us about four or five years working other jobs and kind of doing this in the evening, uh, kind of our side hustle, and, um, and making it happen. But we went to the Travel Association back in 2013. And started to talk to them about all of this time that was being lost and the dollars behind it, and then they kicked off something called the Project Time Off and really started to do the analysis around the numbers. And uh, but the first numbers they received were ours that we that I had done at uh, at my kitchen table, um, <laughs> running you know you know. We're running numbers on you know employees in the United States, how much time they would accrue, how much, uh, and it was an enormous amount of money that was being accrued, but also being um, lost uh, by employees. Um,
1: so what point? So at what point did did you go from the idea to to Maybe maybe we'll talk about an idea to signed client to an actual product, or, or maybe even it's it's idea product client. I, I don't know. How how did that turn out for you?
0: It it, it <laughs> things don't happen overnight. When you start a company, uh, everyone thinks that the company went from zero to 100 miles an hour in a year or two years, and and in 90% of all companies, that is not the scenario. Um, you know, we we had the idea. We we saw that there was a market. Uh, and then we kind of ran up against get this. There's a lot of regulations in this market. Ted. Like there is a lot of regulatory uh, with the Department of Labor, with deferred comp and things like this that we did not know about when the idea uh, was germinated. Um, we learned about that about – 18 months into it. Uh, and it was probably 12 months after we started the company itself. <laughs> and so you just, again, uh, you learn so much along the way. And I think the thing about starting companies, as far as an entrepreneur, all you're doing is solving one problem after the other, when you're building a company. And mm-hmm. that's really what we were doing. And, you know, we got our first customer back in 2016. Um, because it was a new idea. Nobody was like, uh, you know, are you crazy? You, you can actually do this? <laughs> well, we're a little crazy. Yeah, uh, that's, that's pretty normal. Uh, but but it wasn't until uh, really the end of 2017 that we launched on a kind of more commercial basis where we had, you know, three customers. It had been vetted. We were SOC 2 compliant so we could deal with large enterprises. Um, and that's when we launched at the HR Tech Show in 2017.
1: You mentioned all these hurdles: reg- regulatory, financial, just understanding the business piece of it. Can you let's talk about with learning all of that how you're redefining the perspective and just redefining PTO in general.
0: A lot of people say that, just like what you said, you're redefining it. And we are. Um, I didn't think about that when we started the company. That's obviously not how I was approaching it. <laughs> but we did feel like there should be ownership um, by the employee. And and I still believe that. I think it's, uh, like I said, it's an earned wage. You should be able to self-direct it. You should be able to utilize it um, to, to your value as the employee. Um, and I think that ownership or that um, that ability to self direct, flexibility um, type of mode, I think that's kind of built into how people look at buying things now uh, from Amazon. I mean, we we just get online and we buy things, and you have this flexibility. And I think what we're doing is taking paid time off and the value of that, and giving employees the ability to to have that. Amazon-ish like experience, um, where huh. you find, if there's something that finds value that you find value, you should be able to use your PTO to, to, uh, do that.
1: You just hit on something, you know, your, your accounting background probably follows, it falls into this a lot more than your traditional, uh, you know, business or sales type driven or started company, or even a technology leader started company. You know, you talked about most employers and even yourself think of PTOs as, as A deferred cash compensation, but employees generally don't think about it that way until they decide to leave a company or have been terminated and then get the check. Like what you were just talking about, talk about how by changing this perspective at the employee that you've, how is this changing the employee's perspective how this is creating equity and inclusion for all the workers that, that may have felt left out.
0: Well, when you think about um, equality and inclusion um, as just an, a, a company environment, really what you're trying to do is make sure that people their the individual, the individual um, is supported through their life's transitions. And what I mean by this Ted is that every there's, there's five generations in the workforce today. <laughs> it's crazy, five generations. Every generation has different needs, and every generation is going through their own life cycle in the company. And how do you, uh, as an employer, support those uh, employees uh, through those different life transitions, meaning equality, right? How do you give, you know – someone like the Gen Zs, the ability to pay down their student loans. So we're going we're gonna to help Gen Zs pay down their student loans. But then you have the, the baby boomers who are going, well, I don't have student loans. Why don't I? What's the benefit to me? Well, that's not equality. And what we believe is that you should be able to give, let's just say it's $500, $500 to your workforce, and they should be able to self-direct it in a way that's beneficial to them. And that's really what we're doing for PTO, whereas you could allow a week of PTO to be self-directed to pay down your student loan. Or maybe for the baby boomer, it's to put it in their 401k for the future. And, and that ability to self-direct and that ability to say, hey, I want a flexible benefit that supports me in my life's transitions, um, it really helps build that equality and inclusion, right? So now the baby boomers feel like they're included just like the Gen Z's. Okay. And and that's really what we're doing. We're, we're giving employees the ability to, to, you know, again, self-direct, meet them where they're at in life.
1: Over the last two and a half years, it's been very interesting to say the least. How have you seen the pandemic, the great resignation really impact the perception of pto for for all five of those groups you can pick one or you can pick all of them um but i can imagine mm-hmm. that the perception of pto has completely changed
0: yeah it, it has um i'll give you i i'll give you a number of examples just from our customers we uh, so we signed a large hospital they came to us and said through the pandemic our employees have not been able to take time off We have $50 million above and beyond what we usually have accrued on the books as a liability. And we cannot just wipe this off. You know, these people are going to lose this money because of, you know, we have this policy that they're going to be losing it. And so we're going to extend it this year, but we need to get them to use it. And so what they did is they launched in, it was, Mid October, I believe, and they opened it up so people could cash out for Christmas um, and get down to a limit. And so they turned this on, and boy, we moved millions of dollars to those employees to benefit them. So, you know, a nurse that couldn't take time off because they're at the bedside for the COVID patients mm-hmm. was able to get value out of that paid time off that was accrued. And they said it it made a huge difference for morale. Um, within the organization that they as an organization weren't going to just wipe this off they were going to give them another way to use that benefit so that's one you know you think of one way we did it Um, we actually allow people to share their PTO so that's cool yeah so in case it's like a medical um, pool where let's say you got sick with COVID you took all your time off and now your child got sick and you needed more time off well during those times of COVID and during the pandemic we had large organizations coming to us saying hey we want a more we want to build more community and allow people to share their pto one company came to us and said you know let's do this we we lit it up in i think it was two weeks we lit it up really quick for him and the ceo was able to give his pto into that pool And he said it made a huge difference uh, to the workforce, knowing that the CEO was giving up his time, your most intimate thing, right? Time. That's the only thing you have is time. And he gave it to him. And that helped a lot of the rank and file. Um,
1: These are a lot of creative ways that people are using their PTO. If you had to pick one, just one, because I know you got a whole bunch of these, but if you had to pick just one as being that... Most creative use of PTO, what would it be?
0: The most creative use of, I mean, obviously we cash out, but that's not very creative. Um, We worked with a very large company and they came to us and says, we have 14% of our workforce accessing their 401k. So 401k leakage for emergency uh, type of moments in their life. Okay. It could be for a, a broken down car. It could be for elder care. And and what they came to us and said, hey, could we use PTO? And we said, you bet. We could build an emergency access. So instead of accessing your 401k, their employees now come to us and they access a certain percentage of their PTO for that emergency instead of going to their 401k and accessing it. And it has decreased um, the, the leakage of their 401k. And actually, it's created more financial wellness throughout their organization, which is very interesting. And so I think that is, when I think of an employer really looking to solve problems for their employees and trying to support them, that was one area where, uh, you know, we didn't come up with it. They came came to us and we said, hey, we could do this for you. And we built it and delivered it. And it's been a great story. Um, And not only are they using it now, we have a number of our clients uh, that have turned on emergency cash out uh, so that they reduce their 401k leakage.
1: I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, if I needed to cash out to pay off a student loan or I need to cash out because I need a little bit of extra cash and, and I'm not going to take it out of my 401k, are people looking at PTO more or less like Europeans or have we gone into like hyperdrive, i deciding to take less and less time off and convert it into a cash alternative.
0: Well, first of all, I think America is much different than Europeans and I don't think we'll ever be uh European. <laughs> we're a very productive country <laughs> and we're a very driven country. Um, and I think people actually like work. I, I do. I think there's people that just like to work like myself. Okay. Um, over this last year, I know that Namely just came out with a new, you know, an updated study of you know PTO taking time off, and it looks like people are taking less time uh, now than they were in 2018 uh, from their study. Um, but I think it. I think it's roughly 15. You know, on a, on average, 15 days a year people take off. Um, we're certainly not taking two months off like the Europeans. Uh, And I think that people are looking at how do we um, how do we give our employees the ability to disengage or to support them with their stress to you know from mental health. Um, I will I will tell you that um, the way we look at it is you have PTO to reduce stress, and that is really and to disengage from your work. But stress is different for you than it is for me, and d- it depends where we are in our transitions in life and our life cycle. And it goes to – if I'm a Gen Z coming out of college and I have 40000 or $20,000 in student loan debt, reducing that debt is – it reduces my stress more than taking a week off, okay? I, I feel like those are things – or being able to put it into my 401K so I can increase my 401K if I'm the boomer to help me – Uh, make sure I have enough money for when I retire. That reduces my stress more than taking that week off. Um, And that's what we see. We just say we are meeting people in their life cycle, in their transitions to help support their stress. And it comes in all, you know, comes in all sizes and shapes. Um, And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, And that's what we're seeing people do too. We are seeing people, you know, take not all of it again, they're still taking, you know, 10, 12 days, but they're using three days and putting it into their HSA or 401k or paying down their student loan. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people today that don't have $400 in their, this is the other thing. That I think it's funny. They, they don't have $400 in their savings account, but yet they have roughly $900 in their PTO account <laughs> and they can't access it. And so then what they'll do is they will do, Early wage access to for an emergency, and they get stuck in this loophole of I don't have enough cash flow to make ends meet. And we say, why can't you access your PTO to help you bridge through those moments?
1: Depending on the company, and most companies, at least that I've I've been part of, that have a PTO process that is a set amount per per year. Typically, it isn't like on day one, they go, hey, Ted, here's all two weeks or three weeks worth of vacation on January one, you're accruing, you know, one or two days a month. And it's kind of, it kind of accrues and kind of builds up to that point. So being able to access that in a similar fashion, I think would be a really good way to retain some some employees that maybe would be more excited to jump over to a company that might give them, instead of two weeks, give them three weeks worth of vacation, but it may be a use it or lose it, or it may be, you know, it, it, I, just, I just see that being able to, as I accrue it, be able to leverage it yeah. being a very popular thing, especially around retention. Have you guys seen that? We
0: happening? have. In fact, we did a survey with Lighthouse Research and it was nine out of ten employees said that offering a benefit like PTO exchange would make them stay with the company. And I think it's because they do associate their time with wages and PTO is an accrued uh, you know wage at the end of the day. Um, you know, I always say you when you when you come into the company, you say, yeah, I'm gonna I want I want hundred thousand dollars a year, Ted, and I want four weeks of PTO. Well what you did there is you just said, "Hey, I'm going to give you 11 months worth of productivity and you're going to pay me $100,000." And if I work 11 months in one week, my 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 what what we call productivity pay rate, it goes down because I just gave you more productivity than when I negotiated. And that's really what we see. We see that it's part, it should always be part of your, you know, salary negotiation, but that's what you're doing when you negotiate your PTO. Um, and you know, we see, we've seen unlimited come into play and what, what unlimited is really doing is it's taking that away. It's taking that negotiating piece away and saying, no, you can't negotiate your PTO. It's unlimited. Well, nobody has unlimited time, Ted. Um,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up because that was like one of the big things as we're talking about this. I started to come into mind because I've worked for a number of companies, Who have said they have PTO policies. Now this started in Silicon Valley and has spread to what seems to be everywhere. And it's definitely impacting the marketplace. Some people say for the good, some say for the bad. Kind of give us like the uh, devil's advocate, you know, little little white angel on one side and little red devil on the other kind of help us understand like the good and bad of it. You started to talk about some of the bad, but yeah, let's, let's yeah. Hear, like what good stuff could come out of it too?
0: Well, so, okay. Well, the good stuff is, you know, you can do a job and take as much time off, but you're, you really can't. It, what I feel is the fact that unlimited PTO, everyone knows it's unlimited. It starts out with a lie. It's like a mirage. It's like there's water over there, but it doesn't really exist. Come on in. You can go drink from the mirage over there, but when you get there, it's dry. And and what I say is, a company that tracks the employees' time, and your time is your most intimate thing, Ted. It's the most intimate thing we have. Okay, it's how we get paid. The fact that they are they are not they are not willing to track it, means that they really don't care about you, because they don't care about your time. Okay. The minute, here's the deal. You're an expense to the company. Okay. You are an expense. You're the largest expense they have. You're also their largest asset. Okay. Companies make money from revenue minus expense equals profit. If I don't have to expense your time or accrue your time, then I've just increased my profit on the backs of not. Tracking your time, and once once people get educated with you know <laughs> on how financially this works, I think they'll be surprised. I think today's Gen Zs and millennials, uh, I don't think that they really understand how this operates, and so they're going, "Oh, unlimited PTO, yeah," but they don't get is <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, so I think. Starting out a relationship saying you have unlimited PTO is like I'm lying to you, and you don't start a good relationship lying to someone. Um, I'd rather know that, hey, I have 15 days uh, a year, and that's what I get. And next year, I'm going to get 20. And then when I leave, if I didn't use those, uh, you know, I get them paid out. I get get them earned um, because that's the the agreement. Um, With unlimited, you don't don't, uh, get that. I will tell you that unlimited PTO started in California and everyone knows this and it started from the unintended consequences of a good law and that is a law that was written down in I think it came out in 1976 which is if you accrue your way if you accrue your PTO or you vest your PTO it's considered earned wages and needs to be paid out and what companies like Netflix did is said well, shit, if I don't if, if I don't accrue it, then it's not earned. And that's how they get around it.
1: Thus, I don't have to pay Thus, it out.
0: I don't have to pay it out. I don't have to track it. And I can name it as unlimited, knowing that, Ted, you have so much work as an engineer to do, you're never going to be taking time off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. I mean, and if you look at it, and that actually brings me to another question is like, are you – And all the research you're doing, are you seeing those folks who are looking at Uh, unlimited PTO taking off more time or less time than the folks that have it accrued? Well,
0: we're just – so we're just doing a study right now. So we'll – I think we'll come out with – we'll get all the answers back in about four months. But we're doing a study around this. But Namely did one in 2018, and they realized that people that had unlimited – um, used less time, and at that time it was 13 days versus 15 if they accrued, okay? And like I said, they just updated a study, and it says now unlimited people take 12 days and accrued people take 11 days. But here's the thing about that study. If I don't track unlimited, then how do I know what people took? Hmm. I don't, I have no clue. So however they got that information with accrued PTO, you track it because you accrue the dollars. And so I know, but with unlimited, it's, it's not tracked. I can take as much as I want. I can take as little as I want, just leave. So, so I'm not quite sure how the data is the same with unlimited PTO that you don't track and you don't know versus, you know, accrued PTO, which is you're accruing it on your balance sheet, and you're accruing it within the system. And you're expensing it through your your profit and loss statement. But they just came out with the update saying that unlimited uses 12 and accrued PTO people use 11 days. What they don't say is that those people that have accrued PTO, they get the rest of their days paid out when they leave, and the unlimited don't. So... At the end of the day, the accrued PTO people make more money than the unlimited people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I and that's a unique perspective because most folks, like you mentioned, don't think about it that way. Just they think about it as that this is like I have a restriction. This is like my mindset before doing the research to have this conversation with you. Um, even my mindset was, well, I'm not really. If I can, I'm told that I only, I only get three weeks and I use two and I get paid out on one, that's not as good as being told that I have unlimited time because I may be able to figure out a way, and mind you, I might be able to figure out a way to get four weeks a year by going the unlimited route.
0: Yeah, yeah, you might, you might, but but I doubt it.
1: <laughs> the keyword there's might, I, and I get that, I get that. That's that's the key word, but that, that that's the perspective that I I think a lot of people take on that, and they don't look at all the other different things because how many times, and there might be like a a lever leverage difference within the organization as well, where somebody who's an entry level person with unlimited versus an executive that has unlimited. There's a disparity there between who's able to leverage that unlimited versus an accrued. And, and I think there's there's a bit of a disparity that, that really starts to come into that. And I've seen it on on both sides of, of the of the coin where it, it it benefits one person better than the other.
0: Agreed. And, and that comment that you just made, it betters one person more than the other that is going every it's going against everything about equality and inclusion. And so what you're saying is, "Hey Ted, we have the same job, you're a little bit better, so you're able to get that job done, so you're able to get four weeks." And yeah, I'm doing the same job, I get paid the same, but, you know, maybe I'm a little slower or maybe I'm junior or, you know, I'm still new. It takes me a little bit longer and maybe I'm just a little bit more efficient or maybe I'm, you know, a little bit more detail-oriented, so it takes me longer. I get three weeks. Well, that's not fair. That doesn't work. That's not that's not equality. That's not inclusion. You're just the haves and the have-nots. There's no equality there. If you really wanna drive inclusion and equality, you, you set up and communicate exactly what people get. You get 15 days your first year, Ted. Next year, you're going to get 20 like John over there or like Lisa. Um, it's very clear. It's very concise. And guess what? You know you have 15 days and you can go take them. You know that when you go to your manager, you're owed 15 days. It's not like the unlimited where you go, hey, can I take a week off? And your manager goes, well, you know, it's uh, you got to get this work done. Um, it, it's, it just it takes away the miscommunication because you're communicating it up front and you're earning it.
1: I can see that you and I have, have touched base on, on a couple of things. And uh, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Chris Skinner and he's the author. Um, for uh, He's an author and just released a book called digital for good. And a lot of that is around a lot of the ESG and, Purpose-driven businesses focus mostly on banking mm-hmm. and fintech. I mean, this is fintech confidential, and the business roundtable updated a statement of purpose for a corporation. 181 CEOs signed it, and <laughs> I would love for you to talk about the type of company culture. And I, I I do that as yeah. a setup because the company culture that it talks about is is the inclusive. It's all the all the the things that, that I believe that, that PTO Exchange, based upon our conversations, is really head, headed towards. And I'd like you to talk about the type of company culture that PTO Exchange does best with and how it strengthens the communities around those companies.
0: So the companies that we do best with are the ones that really care for their employees. And, and we say that the company that, it, that accrues and expenses you it's it's a good thing okay it shows that they care about you they care about your time and they care about making sure that you're tracked now on the other hand somebody could say well i don't want to be tracked because you know i i think you know being tracked is a bad thing well okay i i I get that nobody wants to be micromanaged in their job okay but tracking the expense to the company level is important it's important just to know that you are uh, an item on their on their list. Um, I look at the ESG 181 roundtable, Jamie Dimon type of stuff as <laughs> – <laughs> um, I like that they recognize it first and foremost. I think a company is only as good as their balance sheet and how they track things because guess what? They only have one thing that they do, and that is make money. They are there to make money and to return for their shareholders. They only have one fiduciary uh, responsibility, and that is to the shareholders. They do not have a fiduciary responsibility to their employees. No such thing. Now, if there was such a thing, that would be great, but it doesn't exist. And it's not in any bylaws of any company that I'm aware of. And so in accordance with that, they're going to act in that manner. Okay. Um, and by doing that, it is their fiduciary responsibility to lower expenses and you are an expense. So it is, that is their fiduciary responsibility to lower their employee expense so they can profit more off of you. Um, and that kind of runs counterintuitive to the ESG roundtable, and, and all their nice thoughts. Um, anyhow, um, I think that, PTO should be owned and earned and, you know, you should have control over it just like you do um, other things.
1: We've covered so much today. If you had only one sentence to share with the audience to change their business and or personal perspective on PTO, what would that be?
0: It's your time and you have earned it. You should own it. And I think that unlimited time doesn't exist. It's the only thing we have that is finite in a number of days. And uh, that's what I would leave. Just own your time.
1: That is awesome. I remember reading a book, um, and and I wish I could remember the name of the author, um, but I will give him credit in, in in the description and everything. But it just reminded me that he says 1440. 1,440, 1440 minutes in a day yeah that's all you got that's all that'll be there there'll be no more no less there's 1440 minutes every single day and to use them the best way you possibly can
0: that is so true and and it and you only have so many years and that's you know make sure it's uh, you're getting paid for it make sure having a track is a good thing and and share it wisely.
1: Thank you so much for sharing all the great things, the PTO Exchange story, your story, how to look at things. This has definitely given me a different perspective on on how to view PTO. And I think it's going to be for a lot of the, the folks watching and listening to this. I think that's going to help them also take a different perspective and be able to leverage their PTO in a much better way.
0: Ted, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, and meeting with me.
1: Be sure to subscribe to FinTech Confidential on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player by going to podcast.fintechconfidential. Our show notes in each episode are available at www.fintechconfidential.com, and you can get FinTech Confidential information by signing up at access.fintechconfidential.com. If you want to be a guest on FinTech Confidential, submit your application at guest.fintechconfidential.com. FinTech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid.